There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 85 of the Digital Freemason podcast for the week of April 28th, 2008. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking along on my excellent adventures through the world of short Masonic educational papers. As always, these and all other papers are available at the website, www.thedigitalfreemason.com. I encourage you to swim by and check them out. This week's episode comes from the Thonk Services Foundation, I believe it is, with a question as to what is your answer. And oftentimes, we are asked by friends and neighbors or co-workers as to what it is exactly the Masons are and what do we do. This throws together some thoughts as to what it is as well as uh, sort of focuses in on how we should be prepared and why it would behoove us to be prepared for when the, that question comes, inevitably comes up. So we'll get right into it and find out what is your answer. A Mason is sometimes asked by a friend, neighbor, or business associate, what do the Masons do? The question may be worded more generally as to what are the Masons? In either case, the brother is challenged by the realization that there's no simple answer which he can rattle off from the top of his head, because the questioner is really asking him for comprehensive explanation about what organized Freemasonry is, what its principles and purposes are, what programs it is engaged in, how it is carried out, and what satisfaction the individual Mason derives from the, his Masonic membership. Some of these considerations arose from the fraternal's doubt that you can't tell that, or that's a secret, so that the brother's reply is marked by hesitation or reluctance to explain. Puzzled by the difficulty in knowing what facets of the vast subject of Freemasonry the questioner is really inquiring about, the Mason just doesn't know where to begin, and too often may avoid a simple statement of the facts. He isn't really sure what to say. Or, knowing that his questioner is a practical man of affairs, who measures outcomes quantitatively, in materialistic terms. He realizes that Freemasonry's reputation cannot be explained by charts, statistics, or financial statements, because the fraternity's real worth can be expressed only in spiritual terms, and that it's rather difficult to explain to the uninitiated Masonic terminology the most comfortable words with which to reply seem inadequate or out of place. Masonic secrets tend to get in the way. Embarrassment is probably the commonest of the brother's difficulty in replying to this question. He is embarrassed because he realizes that he doesn't really know enough about the fraternity to give a good, simple reply. He knows that there is much more to Masonic activity going on in other lodges all over the country and throughout the world, but he's never taken the time to experience some of it or read about it with, his, with a real interest. He hasn't given much thought to the subject. He's never expected to be asked such a question by a non-Mason outside of the Lodge. Even though he has experienced Masonry, he has never tried to express in words just what Freemasonry means to him. A well-informed brother, therefore, will prepare himself for possibly being asked such a question. Even though no one ever does ask the question, he will have the confidence of knowing what Freemasonry means, especially to himself. First of all, he will determine to give a Masonic answer, one which asserts the real nature of the fraternity as a spiritual force, 
or as a way of life, which seeks to improve men morally and spiritually, by associating with other idealistic men who want to improve the quality of their life around them by means of a brotherhood which emphasizes the fatherhood of God. In an age which derides ideals, absolutes, the concept of law and order, and advocates a relativism instead of a standard of excellence, and which preaches a nihilistic doctrine of individualism, or doing of your own thing, Masons find it difficult to explain the fraternity's idealism and its charitable and educational purposes. But it must be done. A Mason must give a Masonic answer to the question, what are the Masons? There are really so few secrets which a Mason is required to keep, and so much that he should be proud to proclaim this to others, that his principal concern in answering questions is probably the doubt that he can give an adequate Masonic reply. The esoteric parts of the ritual work, the grips and passwords of the three degrees, these really are the only secrets which should be kept inviolate. Because it is impossible to communicate the uninhibited joys and satisfaction of brotherhood experienced during the labors of Lodge, this too becomes a secret, because it is inexpressible. But there is so much that can be told about Freemasonry, about the particular Lodge, about the individual Mason, that the real problem in answering the question, what do Masons do, is to say only enough to satisfy the questioner without boring or distracting him. He can point out that Freemasonry is an educational organization. By means of the ritualistic ceremonies and other educational programs, Masons learn and teach the truths of morality, justice, patriotism, and the necessity of brotherly love to achieve these universal ideals. Reverence for the great architect is inculcated because men are brothers only if they are related to God as the sons of the Creator Father. He can explain that Masonic meetings, while resembling the meetings of any other organization, have a distinct Masonic character. They are opened and closed with a prayer. They are patriotic because the nation's flag is kept in an honored place in the lodge, properly saluted with their country's pledge of allegiance. They are opened and closed with Masonic ceremonies to remind the members of the principal purpose of the fraternity, which are to develop brotherly love and respect for truth, not the truths of scientific facts or history, but the truths with, which guide a man to live a happy and harmonious life with his fellow man. For that reason, Masonic meetings do not permit the introduction of the discussion of such sectarian religious differences or partisan political opinions. A Masonic Lodge, if it is working seriously, teaches its members the principles involved in attaining a universal brotherhood of man under the fatherhood of God. A Mason may also be free to explain that Freemasonry is a charitable organization which acts to relieve the distresses of local individuals who are victimized by calamity, and that it, should, that it has created programs and institutions to care for the needy senior citizens or to provide scholarship aid for worthy and needy young people in college. Masonic homes and hospitals, Grand Lodges scholarship programs, charity funds, and the hospital visitation program of the Masonic Service Association are examples of such achievements. Freemasonry also is, but not primarily, a social organization, which arranges special meetings to which are invited wives, children, neighbors, and friends for the purpose of entertainment and sociability. Masons seek the pleasure of associating with other members of the community, hoping thereby to reveal the serious and idealistic nature of the fraternity's objectives. There is so much that a Mason can tell about his beloved fraternity, 
but the way in which he tells it is more important than what he tells. When a Mason is conscious and proud of the moral and spiritual achievement he has made through Masonry, when he has been inspired to display the beauties of friendship, morality, and brotherly love, when he realizes that his own personal life is the most important evidence he can show what a Mason is, he usually finds it very easy to talk about Freemasonry to his non-Masonic friends. When he knows that his lodge is a spiritual force, when he is learning and teaching its members the universal ideals of the craft, when it is actively promoting charitable programs and pursuing truth, he will tell what Freemasonry is with conviction and enthusiasm. But he must know what he is talking about. And this essay suggests only in general terms what it is that he can talk about. He should be prepared to fill in the details. When he is convinced that he can supply those details, he is ready to answer the question, What do Masons do? Or, What are the Masons? When he is asked the question, he must then decide how much or how little to say. A brief but adequate reply is advised, for if the questioner is not satisfied, he will undoubtedly ask for further information. The following answer I give only as a suggestion. Masons are men who voluntarily ask to join a lodge. They were accepted because they were good men who believe in God and hold high ethical and moral ideals. They go to meetings which they call the lodge in order to learn and teach what friendship, morality, and truth really involve and to practice, on a small scale, the reality of brotherhood. They also have meetings open to their wives, children, and friends, where they promote an understanding of the serious nature of fraternity by entertainment and sociability. Practical programs for charity and relief are planned and executed. The special kinship they feel for each other as a brotherhood is their deepest satisfaction. So there's some thoughts that the Masonic Services Association has to say about Freemasonry and how we should be prepared for it and as I said at the outset it would behoove us to be able to have some good answer that uh, we can give quickly and gauge what it is that the people are wanting to know and not bore them to death but as on the other hand also make sure that we are giving enough information to uh, reflect what it is that uh, that we do and I've said to a number of people that uh, that I've talked to is there aren't a lot of secrets that can't be given the uh, modes of recognition and the symbolic penalties, but other than that, it's uh, everything else is, is free for the offering. Just everything has to be put in context. So, I've been your host, Scott, and I've enjoyed our time together, and I look forward to the next podcast, which I hopefully will be able to get out for next week, but um, if not, then I will uh, be doing something the week after. So, I want to just thank everybody for uh, all the comments that they put onto the uh, the website, as well as uh, there's a, the Digital Freemason group on Facebook. It's been here for about the last two or three weeks. I've been uh, Twittering away. If you've at all been doing uh, Twitter, then um, you can find me at uh, Scott Blaskin is, uh, is my Twitter name. So check out twitter.com slash Scott Blaskin and see just little updates to things that are going on. So until next time, keep the shiny side up.